All right. Now that now that we're off the air, I can I I don't have to pretend like I like you guys anymore. Uh, finally. JudgeCast, this is episode number 80. With me, as always, my very exciting co-host. First off, we got Jess Dunks. Hey, this is Jess. The Dunks, as I heard. Also, we have Brian Perlman. Yes, hello, interwebs. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, we have a very special guest. Glad you could cub out this evening. Mm. Ooh, that was lame. We that have, was bad. We have a very special guest uh, this episode. <laughs> I have no bear puns for him at the t- moment, but I'll have some later. It's John Temple, level two from Georgia. Hey, how's everybody? Hey, John. Hey, John. Doing good, John. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's nice and rainy outside in South Georgia. It's miserable. Yes, Cold. seriously. Very. John, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a level two from Savannah, Georgia. Uh... Recently, I've been put as the project lead uh, by Carlos Ho of Judge of the Week. Um, every week, we have a featured rock star, essentially. We we go to GPs and we'll interview people and all kinds of wonderful things. We try to get and showcase as many judges as we can. We have quite a few of you out there, and we want to showcase you guys. So, yeah. Hey, oddly enough, that's why we have you on. Talk about Judge of the Week. Surprise. 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 <laughs> So do you know much about the history of Judge of the Week? Like uh, who, whose idea? Was it Carlos Ho's idea or someone else's? Uh, Judge of the Week used to be called Featured Judge, and this was quite some time ago. I'm not sure on the actual dates of it. Uh, I do know that Carlos Ho got in contact with one of the other judges. I want to say it was Jason Wong. And Jason, Jason Wong. Wong. Jason Wong. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Um he at the time was a level two and uh, he built up the project, asked for people to volunteer. So I volunteered to help him out. And whenever he picked up level three, he added, he had got a couple more responsibilities. And so we had to drop the project and Carlos approached me and asked if I would like to lead the project. So here I am now leading the project. Who, you? Who else is involved with you on that project? Is it something you're doing on your own? Uh, no, uh, we have several, several people involved in the project. There's my right-hand man, who's my co-editor, uh, is uh, Stefan Klassen, and I'm probably butchering his name, but haven't ever actually met him, but he's a very fantastic person, and he always, he keeps me in line whenever uh, we have a deadline coming up. He's constantly sending me emails. He's he's the backbone of the project. He's the, he's the guy that makes things happen. And uh, we have our... We call them communications uh, guys. They're the people who send out the the emails so that we can get the interviews out so we can, you know, create the interviews themselves. Uh, that would be uh, Alric Stein, level two from California. Uh, David Homan, a level one from here in Savannah, Georgia. And it's not showing me all the members of my project. No. Were you having problems with judge apps? Whoop. What is this? Let's get James yeah, back seriously. on right now. <laughs> Jay Bennett on Jay Bennett. While he's looking that up, I have to admit that was kind of a, uh, I guess, a planted question. I, I know that he isn't doing it on his own. Uh, I just kind of want to, because I, I know, uh, sure, I know Alaric. Uh, he actually is local to my area, and uh, and I know you guys all do an awesome job with this project, and a lot of information and time goes into it. Um, yeah. I mean, all those guys, they, I mean, they do the hard work. I just kind of guide them in the right direction and give them ideas of, hey, this is this is something I've talked with Carlos about, or something that I've seen that I thought would make our project better uh ways to uh, basically we're, we're trying to create a product for people to digest and we want we want to be the best product that can possibly be so 
were constantly coming up with new ideas. One of them was the idea of asking you guys to do an interview live because we thought that'd be really cool. What? We've also started to what? do what? Well, crazy plot twist. <laughs> crazy plot twist. I love it. Foreshadowing is uh, is we would go to going to GPs now and where we'll pull somebody aside at a GP and say, hey, I've noticed you've done a really good job this weekend. I'd like to sit down and interview you. And we'll take some photos together. We'll interview, and and it's pretty cool. Uh, one of the ones we've got coming up soon will be a uh, new level two Michael Aerosmith. Uh, he, uh, we actually got the chance to interview him the weekend he got level two at GP Louisville. Cool. Yeah. So, what is the process for becoming judge of the week? How does somebody go about that? There are currently three ways that someone can become judge of the week. Uh, one is through nominations, which is at blogs.magicjudges.org forward slash judge of the week or uh, JOTW. You can click on the nominations and fill out the form. It's very simple, very quick. Just give us a reason why you think that they should be a featured judge. We we want you guys. This is for you guys. So please nominate someone. Uh, another way is uh, we contact uh, level fours, level fives, and level threes, and we ask them questions. Hey, is there someone in your region who you think should be featured? Someone who's just an up-and-comer, someone who is doing a really good job. We want we want everyone to know about this person. Um, and the other way is we uh, do projects. Uh, we ask project leads and we say, hey, who in your project's doing a really good job? We'd love to feature them and maybe have them speak on behalf of your project so that you can get your translation project out there <laughs> that maybe not everybody in the judge program knows about. Uh, those are some of the ways that judges become featured, essentially. That's cool. Do you know how many judges so you've you done? Have- Oh, that can be found really quickly. (laughs) Well, while you're doing that, do you have a canned set of questions that you ask, or do you tailor it to the specific person? I have a canned set of questions, generally, and we... Uh, the writers will get back with the person they're interviewing if they have some specific questions that they have. Uh, we leave that on our writers so that the interviews can be a little bit more organic uh, because it, email interviews tend to sound very mechanical and we want it to sound a little more organic or as organic as it can possibly be. Um, for today, I have a lot of canned questions, but I'll kind of tailor them to what you guys answer. Currently, we have a lot, uh, almost a hundred at this point. Wow! Yeah, quite. And you right a, now, you're right now doing a uh, like a project or a, a series on the regional coordinators, right? Correct. Uh, we, how did how did you guys come about doing that, or decide to feature those guys? Like, why a series yeah. as opposed to just you know as they come up? The idea behind the RC feature was uh, generated by myself whenever I would hear judges in my region say, I don't know who my regional coordinator is. And it got me to thinking, well, I've got this wonderful platform that I can stand on and I can blast RCs out there. And maybe uh, there's also a lot of thoughts where level ones and even some level twos are thinking that their RC is a little hard to approach. With Judge of the Week, we have the ability to make them seem more personable uh, for someone who hasn't ever met them. You know, they come into the situation having a little bit of information about their RC. You know, uh, Justin Turner, great example. I mean, uh, I did the interview with him at GP Miami, and he was very candid and, and had lots of great things to say. And from his interview, you could tell that he's a very friendly, approachable person. So that's kind of my goal with the RC idea. And also it helped us to kind of uh, – 
switch our focus from a mechanical approach to a more organic approach to our uh, to our interviews. Okay. Something something that uh, uh, I've noticed in a lot of the interviews that you that you give is there's always a question along the lines of like, hey, do you have a story from after hours, you know, after the GP? There's always the, you know, it's like, oh, yes, but I'm not going to tell snark snark. Can you make them tell those stories? <laughs> I I have I have tried. Believe me, I have tried. But there are some things that have happened and may or may not have happened. And, you know, they just don't prefer to, to bring it up. Usually we ask them to try and keep it PG for the most part because, you know, images and such. Not this time. Not this one. Oh, yes. No. We've never swore on the show yet. Stick. We've been saving it. <laughs> That's all I was going to say. So what's what's the what is the next uh, big thing for Judge of the Week? Is it just is it just, you know, continuing to get the to get the things in? Do you have another series planned? Uh, like the L fours, the L fives. Well, I thought I thought this was the pilot episode for their podcast spinoff. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we'll take you down. Is it the Cheers theme song stuck and dropped in my head? What? what? You just, Cheers theme song? You just hear the Cheers. He's making a reference no one will get. Shut up! Shut up! So who who knows about the show Frasier? Me. I hate who knows you guys. Spinoff so... of Cheers. Me. I do. There you go. That's what he was saying. I hate you guys so much. I still don't get the joke. Wow. It's a terrible just, joke. Just give it up. All right. Just give it up. I don't know. I think jokes only get better in, in deep discussion. In deep discussion. Very deep. I think you've just gotten too used to Brian explaining his jokes. Yeah. That's probably it. <laughs> what were we talking about? Judge of the Week? So we were talking oh, about yes. Judge Cast of the Week. Thing. Yeah. We'll take you down, buddy. We don't suffer no other Judge, judge Podcasts. There's um, Judge so, Cast of the Week. Gives me ideas. Um, that that so, means we'd actually have to make a cast a week. That's that's a little rough. <laughs> it's hard to a make rough. a judge a staff of nine people. <laughs> um, well, it's uh, so, so. What what is? I don't think we ever actually got the answer to the question. What's the next big thing? So you're doing regional coordinators now. Uh, do you have another project in the works, or is it going to go back to just kind of? Uh, you know, this judge and that judge, or is there going to be another like series of judges who do X thing? Well, yeah. What, what we're planning on doing right now is we're going to kind of do a mishmash for a little while, probably for the next month or two, just of the nominees that we've gotten in. We want to make sure that we get a chance to feature them in a timely manner. I mean, uh, we only get to feature one judge a week and we get around five to six nominations a week. So we want to make sure that we get a chance to get to those people, too, because they they're deserving of of being featured. Um, now, I nominated somebody in February. Just saying. Just saying. The other thing Did is you? with nominations, the people no. that you nominate, they have to reply back to us. Why would you not? Like, if somebody said, hey, we want to feature you on a thing, why would you just not respond? I don't understand. Um, well, I mean, we had RCs that denied. Uh, there were RCs that denied to be I featured. Can... I can see in because you got to remember in the the U.S. culture is very different than some of these other foreign countries um, or other countries. US, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, so I'm I'm thinking that like some of them just maybe don't want to, you know, put themselves out there. Maybe they're they're they, you know they they kind of have this thing about like advertising themselves. You we know? don't. I'm specific. No, we do not. <laughs> we do not have that problem. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the at the end of the day, like what we're what we're trying to do is we're trying to feature judges that want to be featured. You know, it, we give people a choice. I mean, obviously, this is not 
feature judge, you will do what I tell you. But, you know, it's it's their choice if they want to be interviewed. Uh, if you don't want to have that type of information out, that's fine. But keep it in mind, you know, maybe at some point you do want that information to be out there and we're totally cool. So who is your worst uh, judge of the week whose name, first name is Brian? Wow. Like if you had to worst pick the worst of the judge of the week... His first name was Brian. Ooh, if you just rough. never look out for the you go with last name starts with P. P. Yeah. I've got to go back into the go back into the archives here. I need, to, I need to just double check here. Dig that up. Ooh. There's Brian Koval. <laughs> uh, let's see. So we've got. No, I'm pretty sure it's not him. Oh, well, he can't envy him. David, it's, it's not. It's just David, not. What's the, uh, you know, Judge of the Week is a, is a pretty wide or, or kind of all-encompassing project, right? You cover a lot of different, you cover a lot of judges, but they all do different things. They all have different focuses. What's the focus for Judge of the Week? Like, is your purpose to say, hey, look at this awesome judge and highlight them? Or are you trying to encourage other people to achieve the same things they have achieved? Or what's, what's kind of the ultimate goal of Judge of the Week? You named it. it we're just trying to get people out there. Uh, if you see the RC feature was actually a really great example of this. Maybe I'm wondering how they got to the position that they're in. And maybe I want to be an RC one day. Well, one of the questions that we asked RC was, you know, uh, we talked specifically about their mentors. You know, what, what advice would you give to a judge growing up through the program? Or, you know, uh, Kevin Benswinger says, find a mentor, get someone personally invested in you and helping you achieve your goals. Stuff like that. This is this is great information for someone who's aspiring to be a level two, level three, or even higher. This is good information, and we're just trying to get it out there for everyone. Uh, I'll also put a little bit of uh, of spin on this: is there are in this program, there's multiple ways of recognizing people. Okay, uh, a lot of people tend to think foils, you know, at a GP for doing something, or you see people posting on Facebook these letters. It's like, oh, I got this, I got this. Okay, this is this is a form of recognition. Okay, that is much more personal than uh, a foil. Okay, you have someone asking you questions, you get it out there, people get to learn about you. It's it's not as I'll say anonymous as getting uh, uh, foils. It's much more public recognition. And so I want to commend you guys for doing that and getting people out there, uh, getting their names out there, getting them visibility. And I think that's a good thing overall. Oh, yeah. It's uh, I, when I first got involved in the project, I was very passionate about it. I still am very, very passionate about it because I, I feel that this is something that's very vital to the judge program. We need to feature judges. We need to basically make people feel special. The judge program is a very special thing. It's very specialized to begin with. And the job that we do sometimes gets mundane. It, we, we, we do this time and time again. And without that recognition, it just is that it's just another it, it can become another job and these these little things such as you know the foils and also like judge of the week it's a way to recognize someone it's a way to say hey you are doing a good job you you are a special judge you do mean something to the program even if you're in you know mississippi and you're the only level two in all of mississippi you know you are important to the judge program. That is some of the loudest typing I think I've ever heard in my life. Really loud typing. Sorry, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I've got to do – so as an aside, I love asides. As an aside, uh, I got a new keyboard, which has these awesome mechanical keys that are great for gaming. Unfortunately, they're apparently also very loud, so my apologies for that. Oh, Oh, yes. 
We'll fix it in post. I got this. I got this great new keyboard. It's got this volume knob on it that I turn it up, and it makes the keys really loud. <laughs> and I can turn it down. And it makes it quiet. <laughs> Is that what the volume buttons do? That's what the volume exactly. buttons do. Nothing for the game. <laughs> so, does anyone have anything else they want to ask about uh, Judge of the Week, or do you guys want to get on to the more important part where we're Judge of the Week? We're big shots. What? What's this? It's us. I want to add something real quick. What? No, it's us. <laughs> what do you want, John? I want to go back to to the question that we where where Judge of the Week is going. We didn't quite actually ever finish that question. Okay, carry on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. So the idea for Judge of the Week currently is we're we're going to go back to featuring not project people. We're just looking for everyday judges. We're we're looking for people who are doing great things in their community. We're going to feature those guys for a while, and then we're going to move on to our our next big feature is going to be projects where we've contacted all the project leads and we've asked for hey, can you give us somebody uh, to talk about your project and also to talk about themselves as a judge why why they're participating in a project why why this project is special to them. Uh, that's really important. We've got a really, really special one that's coming down the pipe probably in about two or three months, and it's going to deal with some some big changes coming up that I'm really excited about. What? He's excited about stuff. Changes? Yeah, changes. 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 Changes bad. You want to give us a JudgeCast exclusive right now? I mean, we we are the ones who uh, said that Jeff Morrow was leaving the program. We were the first ones to publicly say that. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the program, stepping down from level four. Sorry, I should be more yeah. clear. And, and, no, 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 and we asked the hard hitting questions. I, I was with that. Judge Cass said, Judge Cass said, Judge Cass said, you guys are like, those judge once told me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's all I wanted to say about that. Sweet. All right, now us. <laughs> all right, so really excited about this. <laughs> he is. So you said we, like we were like down. legit nominated? <laughs> Yes, actually, you were legit nominated. Weird. Um, let me pull that up. I have it here somewhere. Uh oh. It's probably, probably going to be something like, "Hey, you guys should probably uh, interview the Judge Cast guys because it'll be like free uh, advertising for your blog." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it worked. Uh, you got it. Uh, it did. Yes. Good stuff. I. I. Yes. Actually, I, I hadn't actually thought of doing it. Um, oh, wow. Here we go. Uh, all the way from Bristol, England. Nice. What? Yes, Bristol, England. Ryan Pugh. P-U-G-H. Bristol. Uh, nominee's full name, Jess Dunks, Brian Prilliman. These are all spelled correct. And CJ Trader. What? <laughs> you know what? Show's CJ, over. On to emails. CJ, CJ Trader. <laughs> CJ Trader. Love it. So Ryan, Ryan's nominating you guys because he's been the rules guy at his local store for a long time. And the judge cast podcast has not only helped me in the technical side of rules understanding by breaking down the comprehensive rules, a section at a time with clear and well thought out examples. They have inspired me to delve deeper into the more complex interactions, which would probably never come up, but do anyways. I'm looking at you, EDH. They have also helped me understand why so many things work the way they do provided a framework for how to explain explained various complex interactions to players of all levels of understanding and provided a resource I can direct new and old players alike to when they are looking to become better at the rules. The JudgeCast archive breaks down most areas of play and perhaps more, most importantly, opened my eyes to a whole other side of the Magic community, putting friendly faces on the often stern-feeling Judge community. All in all, they have dedicated to the global community a huge amount of time in providing an open and inspiring resource for players. 
judges, and tournament organizers, and openly directed players the world over to a vast wealth of resources to help them in whatever level of understanding they aspire to, which has had a notable impact on the way that my community plays and thinks about playing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. My mom said I'd never amount to anything, too. I know. Wow. <laughs> it's like, we do that, man? I thought I'd just sit in my basement and play radio. Yeah. Like two hours. There's something special that has to be added to this. He also would like to offer special thanks to Charlotte Sable, Chris Lansdell, Riki Hayashi, Sean Katanese, uh, good lord, that's hard to say. Katanese. <laughs> Katanese. And the entire cranial insertion team. So, Jose Boveda, forgotten once again. No. <laughs> Like, my my good buddy Jose Bovada, who I played against in the Mojo, like I I don't know I don't know what to say. Judge Judge Castle versus Judge Cast News. I love Jose. Who won? What? Oh, us obviously. We're like a million episodes more than them. No, 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 no. Jose. Oh, like when you played oh, Mojo. he destroyed me. <laughs> There's a picture of it on uh on the Judge Cast. Well, maybe. Uh, nothing. I was gonna make a joke about you being CJ Trader. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, you can go see that picture from over a year ago. So Ryan uh, Ryan was the guy's name who wrote that? Uh, Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Ryan Q. That's just just reading it. It was sort of like, you know, wow. Uh, That that stuff like that means a whole lot. Uh, Seeing how... uh, uh, this podcast is viewed in the in the community, uh, especially especially not just the guys that we talk to. You know, uh, getting something like that is really meaningful. Thank you. I didn't know other people could hear us. Oh, really? So <laughs> this is a problem. I thought. Oh, what? I thought these were private conversations, guys. Oh. Oh, weird. Huh. Huh. Crap. Well, you probably shouldn't be posting it on the internet then. Oh, I thought that was a private website. I have to log in. Oh, okay, no, no, anyway. no, no. It's, it's, it's HTTP, not HTTPS. Uh, uh, it's not a government website. <sighs> All right. Onward. John, the show is yours for a little bit. For a little bit. Oh, God. Until you guys take it away from me again. Hey, our our goal is always to just get guests that will do all the work for us. And then and then and then we get praise emails like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. That's a great plan. It <laughs> is a pretty good plan. I should do that more for Judge of the Week, yeah. man. You guys do everything. So. OK, <laughs> so let's get started. So for my first question, tell me about your show. How did you guys become involved in JudgeCast? Who wants to start that one? I guess I can go. You go ahead. Well, I can tell my side. Um, so I, you know, this is when JudgeCast really wasn't updating regularly anymore. And I was like, I love JudgeCast. I want to see if I can uh, start it back up. So I went to Sean Kedenese, who we call Seacat. And I was like, hey, buddy, I would like to start back up JudgeCast. And he's like, cool. Uh, there's this other guy, Just Dunks, who also wants to start back up JudgeCast. You two start up JudgeCast. I was like, okay, and that's really the story. All right, that's cool. Uh, yeah, my side of the story is pretty similar to that. I was talking to Sean about it, and uh, and he said, hey, there's this guy I need to introduce you to. His name's CJ. Uh, he's a great guy, and uh, you know, my first thought was, uh, you know, who's this chump? Yep. Um, but but uh, you know, Sean's concern, and I'm sure he expressed this to CJ as well, is that he wanted to make sure that whoever took it over was going to be able to keep doing it. And uh, I think that we have definitely outlived that expectation at this point. Uh, and honestly, I'm surprised at how long we've been doing. I know it. I it's still amazing. Uh, what, what have we had? Like two years now? Uh, we must be approaching it. Uh, and uh, we, we've been doing this for a long time. Uh, well, you know, not that long, but long as judge projects go. And 
I didn't know how long I could do it when we started, but I really enjoy doing it and recording. And, and I often learn things while I'm on the podcast. So it's it's very good uh, for me in that way. Yeah. And uh, I think if you go back and listen to that first episode, you can kind of maybe tell that me and Jess had never spoken to each other before that point. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, who knows? You know, it could have been that it could have just gone awfully, but I think it all worked out very well. Um so we've got a third person here yeah. who wasn't part of the original iteration of CJ and Jess, and that's Brian Prilliman. So, Brian, how did you become involved? You, uh, From, from so, my own personal listening, it seemed like you came in at a later point. I did. I, I came in uh, about – I want to say I was the guest on like the third or fourth episode of the uh, CJ Dunks edition. We'll call it it Judge Cast the Next Generation. Judge Cast the Next Generation. (laughs) The name of that title was the Next IP Generation. So we had we had uh, we had Picard, we had Riker. I'll let you guys decide which one's (laughs) which. And they really needed a blind engineer to fly their ship. No, no. Um, I I don't remember. I mean, there's there's some previous stuff uh, uh, that that I did. I I did a podcast previously. I'd been on Monday Night Magic stuff like that. But CJ just asked me one day. He's like, "Hey, do you want to be a guest?" Sure. Love Judge Cast. Uh, I'd actually tried and failed to revive it uh, about three months earlier uh, in an episode that will never ever ever be aired ever <laughs> ever. Um, he asked me to be a guest. I said, sure. Uh, and then I guess it was about three or four months later. It might not even have been that oh, long. Oh, man, you're way overdoing it. You you were on our second episode because it was named uh, Judge Prillo Manager. And oh, you were okay. on the second episode that uh, Jess and I were solo. So it was technically the third episode with both of us on it. And then you were on. So that was episode 35. Then we had episode 36 talking about lapsing abilities. That was fun. And then episode 37, you were on as a as a permanent host. <laughs> Over, oh, really? yeah, that's it. <laughs> wow, time! Wow, it just shows how much time drags with you guys. Uh, no. <laughs> um, well, oh, I'm sorry. It was 38 where we officially made you a, a host. 37, you were just a guest again. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we had we had Brian on, and you know what? It was a blast having Brian on the show, and uh, we were well with him. So we, the, the CJ, I think, was the one that brought it up, and there was no argument. It was just like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I um, think part of it was that that CJ and uh, and and uh, uh, Dunks hadn't quite gotten their the rhythm yet and then i i i just came in and i provided just a little something where where i could riff with either one of them and then they could riff on themselves something to the show that i like to call florida judge i call age Age. (laughs) i call it a half an hour you know what That's really funny. Cool. That's true. It's it's uh, our show started getting longer when we when we got Brian on. Yeah, they uh, did. But but that's okay. I like the content he adds. Um, <laughs> I think it's awesome. So that's, okay, at, at yeah. this point we we we've discussed how you guys became involved. So and, and we got a little bit into why. Um, so CJ, I'm going to start with you. Why why did you decide to join the show? I, I mean, it's it's not a great answer, but I I missed it and I wanted it to be back. And if that meant that I had to be doing it to make it come back then i would and so i did great i, I, mean, I was a big fan of the show since number one episode one so for all the ladies <laughs> 
Um, I, you know, I, I heard how much of a ladies' magnet they had made uh, Sean when he was doing it, and uh, and I couldn't resist. No, I, you know, the thing is, to be honest, I didn't actually listen to JudgeCast that much prior. I'd listened to a few episodes, and I really liked what I listened to. Um, I really liked the dynamic between uh, Sean and Ricky and Jose, and uh, and when I heard they weren't doing it anymore, uh, I thought, here's a resource that can reach anybody it's completely open it's not hard to to dig through it's not like the judge wiki which is actually very it, it could be very intimidating if you haven't looked through it for a while it's it's not like uh finding something on a wizard's page which is actually very hard um you know it's just open and there's information coming out and i felt that this resource should be should continue to be a thing and i also felt uh a little bit self-serving that it would be it would look good on my judge resume and uh so i decided hey i want to i want to take part in this um since then the you know, the, the reasons have kind of changed, you know, I, I care very little about what it looks like on a judge's made at this point. It's, it's a lot of fun and, uh, it's kind of turned into you know, a very serious hobby, I would say. So be for real. Like I said, previously I, I did some podcasting. I missed it. Uh, they asked me to come on, you know, it's talking about judge stuff. I love this stuff. It just, it's an opportunity to help people. It's an opportunity to talk to guys about stuff I enjoy. Uh, I like CJ. I like Jess. Um, you know, so it was fun. We were getting stuff done. We were helping people out. So it's it was really just one of these things that it's just on every cylinder it could be firing on it or, you know, every uh, itch it could scratch. It got all of them. You know, I should wow. I should say before Judge Cast and maybe before I was even on it, I used to think podcasts were like the dumbest thing in the world. I really did. I used to make fun of them all the time. And then that first year I was on um, Judge Cast, I remember I was at Dragon Con and I went to their stupid podcasting track and I was like, what's happened to me? It's because you listen to like Cat Fancy podcast. Cat Fancy. Cat Fancy's a fine Cat podcast. So wow, reviving old jokes. I like much? the Meow of the Week. <laughs> meow of the Week. Look, hey, we've, we've been mentioned Cat Fancy like fifteen episodes. <laughs> well, guys, right. I have a, I have a, I have a uh, confession I need to make. Oh no, Cat Fancy. Cat Fancy, it's fantastic. No, uh, <laughs> I, I've been listening to JudgeCast for a long time, and I, I was listening to it whenever Seacat was doing it along with Riki. I uh, loved it; it was fantastic. And Jose was Thank awesome. Love, love the show. Jose, Jose, great guy. Love him. Awesome. Um, when when it started to become ir, uh, irregularly produced, I, I was upset. And I really I really missed that because being in an area where there aren't a lot of judges, you don't get that chance to have higher rules conversations or policy conversations. And you guys bring that to me on a biweekly uh, schedule. It's awesome. I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, so I, I really applaud you guys at bringing this together and keeping it going and being so regular. I mean, that's the that's the that's the name of the game whenever it comes to this show uh, regularity. So um, speaking of regularity, one of the things that helps make a, a good podcast regular is your co-hosts. So what about your working with each of your co-hosts makes this podcast fun for each one of you? I got a quick question. Is bi-weekly, does that mean once every two weeks yes. or does that mean twice yeah, a week? So, so, so twice a week is semi-weekly. Semi-weekly. Twice a week is and, semi-weekly. And that's, that actually highlights what I love about Brian is he asks questions like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's why I say fortnightly. It gets rid of any Okay, confusion. thank you. Uh, thank you. 
Um, I wasn't paying attention to your question, John. That's the reason why we call you Duke of Roy. <laughs> the Fortnightly. So the question was, what makes it fun to work with work with your co-hosts? Why? why uh, I, I, I get uh, that paraphrased question. I think is, why do we do this with each other? Um, you know, what, what makes us want to do it? Oh. Um, I'll, 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 I'll start on this one. Um, CJ and I have been friends for a while. Uh, we get along, we vibe, we joke around daily. Um, so we just get along. Jess, I, I like the fact he brings in a lot of ways, a different perspective on things. Uh, we actually both, uh, on the podcast and before and after we bounce things off of each other. We don't always agree on things. And we discussed it. And it's kind of refreshing because in the Florida, Georgia, you know, Alabama, Mississippi area, we kind of, I'll, I'll say we we have very similar ideas. She's avoiding the word inbred. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> well, I mean, if it was just Georgia, I'd say inbred. <laughs> oh, come on. What? Come I'm on now. So. You'll be fine. Um, but 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 I I like the 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 perspective that he adds. Plus his Skype profile picture is him in a stormtrooper outfit. Yeah, that's tough to ignore. I know. I could just stare at that all day long. <laughs> that's from uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if we brought that up on the show before, but yeah, that's that, I haven't changed it in a long time. In uh, for Halloween in 2009, I uh, dressed up as a stormtrooper, and uh, the picture I have for my Skype profile is me sitting down with the stormtrooper helmet in my hands, and I. Uh, I, I like that picture, so I've never changed it. It's a fine picture. Fine, fine picture. What about you, CJ? What do I like about you guys? He says that like it's really hard to find the name. I don't know, man. I, I just enjoy <laughs> it. Like I don't. I'm sh- I'm shocked. I I'm still doing this. I'm shocked that I I actually like this. Like that I look forward to it. I I didn't ever expect that, but um, I, I don't yeah. Know. I I mean, I find myself just about every Tuesday going, "Are we recording this Tuesday? Oh, wait. Okay, it's next week. Damn." <laughs> uh. <laughs> and then um, you know, one one thing to mention here is because Brian and I are on the East Coast, uh, Jess. Jess's schedule is a is a little bit more. Um, he can make these episodes. <laughs> that helps out a lot because uh, because so, he's the one that has to take you know make these early in his afternoon, which I, I can understand is probably a little inconvenient. But well, yes and no. It also is weird with my work schedule because uh, during the week, if I'm working, um, I'm working in the evening, right? And you guys don't. Uh, so right. we have to find a day that, uh, that, that I'm not working or we have to do it on a day that you guys aren't working. And it, I remember the first several episodes we had this, like, we kept jumping back and forth with days and we weren't sure when we were going to do it. And I made it really hard to get the episodes out. Yeah. And now we've kind of gone down into, into a, a schedule where we do it the same day every week. And that's, that's good. Um, which means this episode yeah, will be out on Thanksgiving for everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, hey, everybody. Yeah, yeah, if, you're, if you're in the United States, Perfect. happy Thanksgiving. And uh, if you're not in the United States, well, you've been great. Uh, <laughs> you should be having Thanksgiving, too. Ow. <laughs> Uh, I, I love working with Brian and CJ, and, and it's because, like Brian said, Brian and I have different perspectives on things. Sometimes we disagree on things, and we typically keep that. Uh, we, we actually don't argue that much on the podcast, uh, but sometimes uh, over chat or whatever, we'll have disagreements about things. But it's always been friendly. I, I don't think we've ever gotten in any way hostile with each other, and, and I can that that says something to Brian's character because I'm not always the easiest person to get along with, and uh, well, I definitely I had my, people. I need my mic before I throw the headset across the room (laughs) (laughs) and uh and cj is 
Uh, let me tell you what CJ brings to this podcast. That uh, honestly, if it weren't for CJ, we probably wouldn't have the schedule that we have. Uh, he keeps us on track and scheduled, and and he's the one that always puts up our notes for us and gets everything going, and and almost always is the one that edits the show, and and uh, he does so much work uh, for this to keep us going and on track and on time. Uh, that that in addition to the fact that he's a good judge with great knowledge and a lot of experience, it's like I don't know that this podcast could exist without CJ. Oh, it's so sweet. Cool. We all love each other. So speaking of loving each other. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good can start from that. <laughs> I know CJ and Brian, you guys have met each other. Yep. But have you guys ever been to the same event with Jess? Yep. When so funny stories about that. Uh, funny story <laughs> about that is uh, we've never, uh, rather I have never worked with either of them. However, I have met them both at Grand Prix events that I was playing in. Um, and, uh, I, I like to go to Grand Prix events to play. I do go to judge sometimes, but I like to go to events to play. And that's because as you may know, if you listen to the cast, uh, I, I run magic events as a job. It's one of the fortunate judges who actually has a full-time judge job as a judge. And, uh, and so when I take a weekend off to go to a Grand Prix, if I go run the event, yeah, it's fun, but it's not like I actually took the weekend off. Uh, so I, I like to go play. And so I actually, I met, uh, Brian Perlman at, uh, at GP Las Vegas and it was in a, an amusing way. Um, he had, he was facing away from me. So I, I wouldn't have recognized him had the, uh, had this conversation not come up. Somebody comes up to him and starts saying, Hey, I love your work on JudgeCast. <laughs> and I turn around expecting somebody to be talking to me. <laughs> And surprised that somebody, you know, listens to JudgeCast and was thankful for it. That's great. I, I, I appreciate it. I turn around and there's nobody talking to me. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, I'm really confused. And I turn and I see somebody talking to a, a judge that's standing there. And I realize, oh, that's Brian. And, uh, and he goes, he tells this guy, yeah, and Jess is running around here somewhere. I haven't seen him yet. I'm like, oh, I'm right here behind you. <laughs> um, Didn't and, recognize you with your Stormtrooper outfit. <laughs> and then I met, uh, I met CJ at Grand Prix Portland. Yeah, yep. Grand Prix Portland. Yeah, um, that one's less exciting. I just saw your name on the pairings, so I came and found you. Uh, that that was uh, I, I was excited to meet CJ. Uh, he was taller than I expected. Um, I don't know why that's relevant, but he was <laughs> six foot and, three. And, yeah, it's so so that was that was surprising. But it, it was cool to meet both of you guys. Uh, but we didn't unfortunately have the time to spend any real time together. And the three of us have never been in the same place at the same time, despite the fact that we've been doing this for like two years. It's it's actually part of of a security protocol. <laughs> In case anything happens. <laughs> right. We can't um, be at the same place. We can't all three of us right, be at the same place at the right. same time. If something happens, Judge Cast dies. So Judge Cast will always be able to survive. <laughs> Excellent. Well, are you guys currently making any plans to to eventually meet like a judge conference or, or another GP or something like that? Um, I keep telling them they need to apply to my GPs, but it never happens. Yeah, my unwillingness to travel uh, probably hurts that plan a lot. So here's the, here's the GPs I'm going to in 2000 that I know for certain I'm going to be at in 2014. I'm going to be at uh, uh, I'm going to be in Sacramento. I'm going to be in Phoenix. I'm going to be in uh, Portland. I'll be in Salt Lake City. I'll be in Los Angeles. I might be at other GPs in the summer. See, there's a problem with them all being west of the Mississippi. Yes. <laughs> 
but but I'm definitely going to be in all of those because those are the ones that uh, that I have a hand in 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 actually accomplishing. So I'll try to get to other GPs if you guys are both going to be in the same one. But you guys got to let me know. It is a, it is a goal to get us uh, us all together. Uh, however, it's it is a, a goal that unfortunately takes a backseat to other priorities such as spouses and jobs and money and such yeah if someone so, wants to sponsor us all like pay for us all to meet somewhere hey guys there's oh, always kickstarter yeah, I was gonna say, kick, yeah, yeah. Work for like limited resources right yeah hey it definitely worked for limited resources i yeah, mean they made a ridiculous like amount job. that's true but i think they they are a little more even before the kickstarter they were a little more popular than we are uh we're judge of the week now that's true they've never been judge of the week they've never been judge of the week we got this so what's what's uh what are the questions you have john uh so you guys have helped tons of people with their rules knowledge and policy knowledge but how has this working on this show helped you guys so i edited it out a lot but i miss things a lot i don't actually edit most of it out but i have edited some of it out um, there's just lots of little things. Uh, in particular, Jess has a much, um, a lot more experience at regular REL than I think either Brian or I do. True. And so, I still, still don't like regular REL. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, he knows it a lot better, and I, and that, you know, that's always been a little bit of a weakness of mine. Um, also, for some reason, the cleanup step always gets me. <laughs> so you'll, you'll see any, any question about the cleanup step here, I'll be like, huh, what do you guys think, huh? Yeah. He's <laughs> right. For some reason, um, I... the number of times. So I, I think I like to think that we all portray ourselves as is very knowledgeable on this show. Uh, but the number of times that one of us actually doesn't know the answer and just goes, "Oh, so uh, so Brian, what? Tell me what you think your answer is." <laughs> and what's actually happening is while he's going to find, you know, while he's explaining his answer, you know, you're, you're using Yagatog to look up the rules real quick to make sure what you were about to say is right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, or you're looking up the gatherer ruling, uh, which is one of the things that I love about having three hosts is if one of us has to look something up, the other two can keep talking. Uh, and there's not these, this dead space where we're like, oh, I don't know. Let's see what that says. Right. Um, and but yeah, I think I definitely learn uh, from, from doing the show. Uh, you know, we'll get emails about questions and I'll go, OK, I, I know the answer to this. I think let me figure it out and I'll, I'll go through and I'll. I'll figure out the answer and then I'll double check and make sure it's right. And uh, it's like some of these questions, it's like taking a judge test, but there's no answer, right? Like if you get it wrong, you're just screwed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not like somebody's going to be there and go, okay, well, you got this wrong. And the reason you got it wrong is because reason 602.3BFG97 says this. Um, it, it doesn't work that way. So we really have to make sure that we're on our game with answering emails and, and saying things on the show. And, uh, and I think that helps all three of us. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. definitely helps me. Some of the questions we get are insane. I've learned people like to argue about loops and slow play. <laughs> no. Um, He's uh, right, though. Yeah, they do. I, I love it. I am. Oh, jeez. Um, one, one of the things that I think that we've all gotten better at is rules can be dry. They can be extremely dry. So one of the things that we've, whether it's been intentional or it's just sort of evolved, is making rules entertaining, making rules fun. Uh, uh, that, that is something that has, has come out of this. 
Um, so it was a surprising little bestowaway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this this kind of this this the bestowaway is a perfect example of us taking something kind of dry and starting to make it silly and making it relatable. Because the second you start making these rules relatable or anthropomorphize them or something like that, then it starts sticking with people and resonating a little bit more clearly, and it's easier for them to understand it in a verbal medium. Because you know, I saw a review one time of our podcast that said, like, these guys, they try to make things interesting and they do a pretty good job of it. But this is not a podcast that you can listen to with one ear while you're at work. And so that's kind of one of the things where we try and keep it, you know, flowing. Uh, we try and keep it loose. We try and keep it relatable. We try and keep it entertaining so that it's not super boring. And that's and doing that is something that we have to learn how to do. Cool. So speaking of not keeping things boring, if you could have any one person on the show as a guest, who would you pick? And Randy Macho Man Savage. Mm-hmm. And before you answer that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before we answer it, <laughs> what? Anyway, I don't know. Next question. <laughs> next, next. And, and guys, what's your plan to get Richard Garfield on the podcast? <laughs> you know, before last episode, I'd say Matt Tayback was our highest hope. Like, that That seemed like the impossible dream. Um, uh, well, I, I, yeah, I think he was probably our most interesting interview for <laughs> reasons that may not be on the episode itself. But... <laughs> Um, but you know, I, who, who would I like to see on the show? I mean, we've had a lot of high level judges on the show. We've had, uh, level one judges on the show, uh, to talk about their concerns and what they want to do. Um, you know, what, what we haven't had and that I kind of like to have is I'd like to have a professional player who's a little, maybe a little knowledgeable about the judge program and kind of give their perspective on what, you know, what they feel judges do or, or don't do that's good or bad for the community. Um, this is the first it, time I've ever heard you say this. That's, that's, well, that's I mean, a good well, idea. Thinking, you know, I hadn't really <laughs> thought about it until he asked, right? Like, but, um, you know, we've never had that. And, uh, and I think it would be good just because we've had a lot of, you know, we've had a lot of judges on the show and that's good. But, you know, I think we should have a play, even if it's not a high profile professional player, I think we should have a player on at some point who's not a judge just to say, hey, this is, this is how judges portray themselves. And this is how some judges do it right. And some judges do it wrong. And, and this is how, what we think and what we feel when, when a judge gives a ruling or, or has to give me a game loss or has to give my opponent a game loss or, you know, disqualified me from whatever. And we did have um, Alex on, but uh, A, that was more for me, but that was more about becoming a judge too. It wasn't talking about his views on the judge program, but he asked us some really tough questions. I do remember that. Such a fanboy. I really am. <laughs> I'm not going to deny it. I'm a huge fan. Nope. What, about, what about you, Brian? What do you, uh, you want to see us do in the show that we haven't done yet? Um, I actually want to keep that under my hat uh, because I have a way of making it happen now. So I'm going to sh- and just say, tune in and find out. Mysterious. Dun, dun, dun. I'll tell you guys after we stop recording. Okay, good. Okay, shh. Did I answer? Does that answer your question, John? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. Because like when well, we we got I, we got Toby on, we got Matt Tayback on. I don't know. I, I we got John Lauks on somehow. We had Sheldon on. Yeah, like I don't know. We've had so many great guests. I, what's your suggestion, John? I have a great suggestion. Uh, Andy Hecht. There's a lot of mystery shrouded, uh, mystery shrouded around Andy Hecht, and not a lot of people know who he is. Um, I think that he would be a great candidate for someone to be on your show. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. <clears throat> He, he is he is definitely on the list of of people that we would like to be on the show in the future. Okay, and, so now, at this point. and now and now that we have contacts in the uh, 
organization that grants interviews inside of Wizards, whole vistas have been opened to us. I know. It's a whole new world. Yes, it's a let's brave get, new world. Let's get Mark Rosewater on. Next, we're going to be getting That would like, be awesome. Yeah, Mark Crowswater would be pretty cool. What is the future of JudgeCast? Crickets. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I just... Well, we didn't tell you this in our last episode. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. We're done. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the future of JudgeCast, I mean, we kind of do this thing where, you know, we come up with ideas on the fly. I mean, a lot of this has been kind of, hey, who has a good idea? And let's do that. Um, and I, for the foreseeable future, we might start getting into planning a little more, but honestly, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's been unnecessary. Uh, Like we, we have never come close to running out of a topic. Like we've never had a show where we've been like, we have zero topics we could do. Um, there's, uh, you know, that, that being said, if you, uh, if you support us now, we have a judge cast coffee mug, uh, (laughs) they will give you at the, at the silver level. And uh, <laughs> so, if you yeah, cast together, Kickstarter. So peeling, uh, peeling back the curtain, we we actually, you know, some of the get when we have guests or something like that, then it's a conversation of, hey, this is coming up, let's get this guest in, and we'll plan it, you know, like a week or two or three in advance. And then some stuff will be like, you know, we record on Tuesday night. That Sunday is like, hey, we don't have a topic. Uh, you want to talk about? unsporting conduct let's talk about layers let's talk about you know i mean really there's there's just this this huge wealth of information and then you know you've got new sets and ipgs so there there is a you know there is a rhythm that we've got established that we just kind of intersperse little spicy bits here and there in there and that and that kind of helps keep it fresh so um uh, as far as what's new, uh, I got an idea. We've, we've talked a little bit about, uh, a, a live, uh, podcast coming up in the future. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. That, yeah. The only thing keeping us from doing that, I think is the fear that no one will, um, dial into it to like ask questions or anything. Well, I think our contest shows that we have a lot of, uh, interested listeners so i don't think that's a big concern sure well, so right remember, in, if that's what you want to see judgecast at gmail.com kickstarter.com or, slash judgecast or facebook because <laughs> well, no that's not a thing that's not a thing that's, that's, that's kickstarter thing. kickstarter um i mean i think i think expanding the judgecast you know name uh you know for lack of a better word the judgecast brand it's not really you know we don't make money but it's uh you know, that would be awesome uh, if we could do more with it. But, you know, like I said before, it's, it's kind of a hobby thing. Uh, it's not something that, that we do, uh, you know, it's not like we get paid for it, uh, which which means the time commitment has to be limited. Um, so there's, the, yeah, there are definitely things that I, I would love to say, hey, this would be an awesome thing to do with DutchCast. But sometimes you come up with an idea and you're like, ah, that'd be turning it into a, a job, you know. Right. Uh, like, and, there's a, a podcast uh, it, that came out about <laughs> two weeks ago in Spanish, okay? Uh, it's like, ju- I can't, juicesmagic.com or whatever the Spanish word for judges is. Um, uh, it's got a lot of vowels. <laughs> um <laughs> And, you know, they started a podcast on judging things, and there's a lot of areas to to, to grow in there. Not saying that we were specifically uh, involved in that, but, you know, uh, you know, a podcast empire isn't out of the question, provided we can figure out if we actually want to do such a thing. Empire. <laughs> empire. I'm going to say empire. 
I I want to I want a throne like from Game of Thrones. <laughs> the Iron Throne. Yeah. I haven't actually seen Game of Thrones, but I'm reading it, and uh, uh, that seems like a very uncomfortable place to sit. Yes. It seems awful. It's like made of swords. Well, yeah, and it's like the whole thing is like it it wounds people who aren't worth sitting on it. Like if you. So here's sit what on we're gonna it. do. We're gonna make Brian a throne made from scraps of the IPG. We'll call it we'll call it the Paper Throne. <laughs> I don't know if I like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Off topic cast. All right, Jim. So this year was yeah, the miniature replica uh, paper throne for the gold level of contribution. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Kickstarter com uh, forward slash judge of the week. <laughs> so anyways, gentlemen, this year was the 20th anniversary of magic in five years. It'll be the 25th anniversary of magic. Where do you think judge cast will be in five years? You think you guys will still be a part of it or do you think it'll have moved on to another subset of judges? I, it's definitely my hope that if we're not on it, someone else is. I mean, that's certainly the goal. That you know, if you'd asked me that question a year and a half ago, or, you know, if you'd asked me a year and a half ago, will you still be doing this in a year and a half, two years? I don't know if I'd have said, yes, for sure, I'll be doing that. But I feel way more confident now that I'll be part of this moving forward and, and that hopefully CJ and Brian will too, just because I've had so much fun. Um, I don't know. Five years is a long time from now. I don't know what I'll be doing in my personal and professional life, much less with, uh, with JudgeCast. Um, but if we're not doing it, I sure hope somebody does. Like, if we have to hand this off to somebody, I really hope it's somebody that can keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was actually uh, uh, when I made level three, uh, another judge said to me, it was like, well, you know, now that you're L3, you know, we've got all these projects that we need you to do and you're probably not going to have time for judge cast anymore. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. And he was like, so you're not going to work on this project? And I was like, not if it means giving up Judge Cast. No, no, thank you. You know, that brings up something I'd like to point out. One of the things I'm most proud of with Judge Cast is that it's not an official project. It's not something somebody came to us and said, hey, you guys need to do this because somebody needs to do this. CJ and I, then Brian, stepped up and said, this is something that needs to be done and it's something we could do. Uh, and I think it's an example of how you don't have to wait for somebody to tell you, here's a project to do, to go do something for the judge program. Yeah. Not to diminish the importance of any projects, like Judge of the Week is a great project, for example. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think that there, you know, the there are a lot of needs in the judge community that could be filled by people stepping up and just doing it. And uh, I hope that the example that we've given with JudgeCast is, hey, just do it. Uh, because you could do something that you love, end up loving more than you expected. Great. Well, that's all the questions that I have, gentlemen, and and I hope that this was as insightful for your audience as it is as it was for me. Uh, it's it's very apparent to me that you guys really really like what you're doing, and from my own personal listening to the podcast, I I want to thank you all for helping me become a better judge. And for helping everybody else who listens to the show grow in some way. Uh, thank you guys very much. Too kind. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. All right, John. Well, thank you very much for being on. Um, we're going to uh, we're going to talk about our contest now. Do you want to hang out for that or do you want to? I'll, I will give you an out right now. I'm here. Yeah. So as our yeah. loyal listeners know, we had a contest. Cool. Yeah, we changed our minds, canceled it. So. <laughs> Thanks for all the work you did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't have enough entries. So, oh, please. Uh... <laughs> so in the uh, Build-A-Bear photo album, there are 96 photos. And I don't think that's all of them. I think we had just over 100 entries. Uh, yeah, we had a few late I, ads. I was blown away. 
by this. I uh, never expected. I thought maybe we'd get like 10. Yeah, I was thinking 10 to 15. Um, and we, you guys really came through and made our job so much harder picking the awesome ones because they're all really hard. Really good. <laughs> It's these things are like it's like Pringles, man. Once you make one bear cub, <laughs> once you eat one potato chip, you just keep going until your hand hits the bottom of that cardboard tube. And then it's always sad when you hit the bottom of the cardboard tube. I'm just like, oh, no more duck faces. Like, like you look at it, and you're like, wow, I'm out of Pringles. Wow, I just ate all these Pringles. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. <laughs> I mean, we got we got entries, you know, like people submitting, you know, like three, four. And then we get another email like 20 minutes later. It's like, here's more. I just couldn't stop making bear cubs. Should we uh, talk about some of our favorites before we talk about the actual winners? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so I say personally, like the picture mattered a lot to me. Like hungry bear cub here is eating a flower and he has devour one. I appreciate that. Yes. Or uh, uh, the uh, one of the other ones was a, a, a bear, a, a speedy bear cub, <laughs> which has a bear coming down a slide. OK, and it's a two two with haste. You know, that that really uh, that really sold it. Dancing Bear Cub has a bear that looks like he's dancing. Yes. Uh, what about two-headed two two-headed Bear Cub? MS Paint Bear. All right, we'll tell the tale of MS Paint Bear. So uh, Nick Zinnemer, local level two from Georgia, submitted a little bear called um, Circus Bear, and it has cycling, which is also one of my favorites, by the way. Um, spoiler alert: it didn't win, but if I had a second place, it would be my second place. The joke is so simple to have a bear on a bicycle and then have the card have cycling. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But he did it in MS Paint like a schlub or also like someone with a government job who doesn't have access to. Not not only that, but he just like grabbed card frames and did like cut and pastes and stuff like that. Yeah. To be fair, he probably put more work into it than anybody that used Magic Set. That's correct. So we gave him some crap for it. And so what he did instead was he submitted MS Paint Bear, which just says deal with it. (laughs) And it's obviously drawn in MS Paint. Yeah, it's just it's just like a profile bear head (laughs) written with the mouse. Deal with it. Made me laugh hard. So, Nick, good job. You didn't win. Someone found a picture of me, a little creepily, and uh, made a planeswalker out of it. That's off your Friendster account, by the way. No, isn't it? No, it's not. Friendster is a game website now. Straight up Friendster. Cat Fancy. Oh, that might be my Google Plus image, though. Oh, it's Cat Fancy. Oh, it might be Cat Fancy. I mean, that's my picture on the Cat Fancy forums, sure. Oh, bear clubbing. Such a fancy picture. Creatures no longer attack. They initiate dance-offs, and then creatures no longer block. They accept the challenge uh, of the dance-off. Oh, I, I really like that one. Didn't know. Uh, there, there, there were so many awesome ones. Uh, we got a cycle, well, a small cycle, of uh, aggressive grammar bear and passive grammar bear. Yeah. I loved those. Uh, play on words on the, the eat, shoots, and leaves joke. Uh, yes. I, I thought that was great. Uh, I don't know if I can accurately portray that in an audio form, uh, but it was an awesome joke. There, yeah. there were a lot of these that had in jokes that, that were just funny in some way, and, uh, and I, I, I'm a huge fan. You know, a lot of the flavor text from a lot of these shows that you guys listen, and <laughs> I mean, there's just there's like little little jokes in in some of these in some of these cards. Uh, and even on the the barely legal puns. Come on, guys! <laughs> so many barely legal. I like. So, do we want to do want to go ahead and do we want to talk about more that we really liked, or do you want to talk about the ones that that we didn't finally like? decided on? 
Because Golden Loxodon, that's an elephant. Although I do appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing about Golden Loxodon. (laughs) So Golden Loxodon was submitted to us. It's an elephant with gold hair, and it's supposed to be uh, uh, Goldilocks. Okay. And when it comes to play, it puts three bear tokens into play. And this was one of my favorites. In fact, it was almost the one I picked. (laughs) And the only reason I didn't is because I felt there was a slight flavor fail. Uh, and, and I hate to say that because it's an awesome card. Uh, I thought the bear should be a 1-1, one, one, a 2-2, two, two, and a 3-3. Three, three. So you have one oh. that's too small and one that's too big and one that's just right. Now I get the joke, too. Oh, wow. That you didn't is get really that? Good. No, I didn't get it. I didn't get why it was an elephant. I didn't get why it had a wig. <laughs> You're horrible. Wow. All right. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Still not the winner, but that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I was I was a pretty big fan of that one. Why not call Goldilocks it on then? Like I would have really gotten the joke then. I don't think so, dude. If it's called Goldie Lu- Golden Luxodon and it's an elephant with a wig that makes three bear tokens and you don't get it, yeah, I don't get it. I didn't. Yeah. All right, that one's pretty good. I like um, the random reference to Stang. Like Stang was like the bomb card when I was a kid. Yeah, I I also want to mention Bear Spy. This this thing right here. Uh, so it's it's one in a blue for a two two blue bear. Okay, the art is an old black and white war photo of the soldiers standing arm in arm with like a dude in a bear suit, <laughs> and it says it says when bear spy enters the battlefield, you may destroy target creature and opponent controls. If you do, bear spy becomes a copy of that creature, except it's a bear in addition to its other types. It's still a two two, and that creature's controller gains control of bear spy. And the flavor text is day 13 enemy still does not realize that I am a bear. (laughs) And I love this. This card was great. But for me personally, that's an adult bear. That's not a bear cub. (laughs) Wow. Strict. So, I'm sorry. Do we want to talk about our criteria for judging these things? Well, we each had our own criteria. So we each just picked which one we believed was our favorite. Oh, so we were originally going to only have one winner of this contest, by the way. But we got so many entries that we decided to expand it to uh, three winners. Each with fabulous prizes. Yes. Do we know what those prizes are? I think we know two of them. Okay, yeah, I know two of them. <laughs> okay, so apparently I haven't actually picked my prizes yet. I, I am going to give a judge foil, but I don't know which one. And uh, I've got a stack of judge foils here in uh, these nice hard top loaders. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to shuffle them together, and we're going to pull one out and see what we get. And that's the prize for, for, for this event. Does that sound okay? Exciting. Yeah. And, and let me tell you, first of all, before I pull one out, there's, there's some good stuff in here. So, so we'll see what we get. Um, and I'm pulling one out now, and we get a Genesis. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. So a judge one foil of the, Genesis, which is actually, I think, the newest judge foil. Yes, indicate. So one of the winners is going to get a Genesis. One of the winners is going to get a Swords to Plowshares, and one of the winners is going to get. This is not a judge foil, but it's uh, it's an M13 Esper, the Esper Commander deck, or not M13, uh, Commander 13 Esper Commander deck. So the one from last year? No, 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 the one from this year, the one that's out. Oh, right. This was, okay. Core sets are a year ahead. Commander sets are the year they're sold. Got it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we haven't decided how the breakdown's going to be. Probably, spoiler, the person that gets the commander is probably going to be someone that lives in the continental U.S. <laughs> uh. All right, you guys ready so. to talk about our winners? And by the way, I, we had so many good entries. Like, we literally spent 30 minutes talking about all the entries we loved before the show. So... 
we can't spend that time again, but like so many of these are so good. I, I was blown away. Yeah. I think I've come to the conclusion that polar bears are cuter than grizzly bears from a, just a baby perspective. And for those of you that contributed pandas, I'm a yes. fan. <laughs> yes, pandas awesome. Okay, so who wants first? I'll go first. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, my pick is uh, Bear Cubbling by Phil Miller. So Bear Cubbling is he, he's a 2-2 two, two for 2. Yes, appreciate that. Uh, he has a green Bear Cubbling, gets, gains trample until end of turn, colorless. Uh, he has two separate abilities. They're basically the same thing. Each one costs a colorless, and they say Bear Cubbling gets plus 1, minus 1, or minus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. Uh, I picked this guy because I love the um, how close this is to Morphling. I love getting a Morphling variant of a bear. Um, and I also love the picture. The picture reminds me a lot of Morphling. And so this one ended up being my favorite. It's it's just two bears side by side that are kind of like looking at each yeah, other. Yeah, just like Morphling. Almost mirror images of each other. Because fun fact, Morphling was originally going to be a clone, but it didn't work out. So they ended up making it, which is why it has two looking at each other identical, like all the clone guards do. Fun facts. The one that I picked as a winner, drumroll, is uh, Hideaway Cub, which uh, I guess is a bit self-serving. Um, so I, I find this amusing. There's a certain phrase that I have opted to not use in the show because <laughs> so so it's been my habit to use Runeclaw bears, grizzly bears, examples and everything. And uh, and I, I have not talked about uh, the bears that, that uh, B. Prill and CJ like to use. And so Hideaway so Cub, what's that? He tried so hard. Yeah, so so, uh, Hideaway Cub is an enchantment creature, cute, cuddly cub. Uh, uh, so cute is a creature type now, I guess. Uh, it has Bestow Away, 2GG. Its mana cost is 1G. And it's uh, if, if you cast the card for its Bestow Away cost, uh, it's an aura spell... Uh, that puts a one white judge creature token onto the battlefield and attaches this to it. Um, but it, it has protection from just dunks. <laughs> and uh, enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, and protection from just dunks. Now, I'm actually not entirely sure what this card does. It, it, if there were a card named just dunks, would it have protection from that? Is is it like true name nemesis where it has protection from me if I'm a player I can't block it I can't lightning bolt it etc I don't know but uh, but I love this concept and the flavor and the in joke of of me never mentioning it uh, is is great so this is the card I picked and I spent too long explaining it but I love this card so uh, Jeff Simmers designed this card so he is one of the three winners we have today yeah I so never thank you Jeff I never actually said it's Phil Miller who made bear, bear cubbling so I'm shocked like so many of these uh, bears have similar names but beyond barely legal i think almost never was a name repeated uh bear club happened multiple times oh did it bear club yeah that's right yeah. all right uh <laughs> you talked an awful lot about a card that has protection from you <laughs> i did i i uh I, but i didn't target it yeah I, talking I, doesn't I, target I didn't attach oh, myself yeah. to it and sticks and stones okay. may break my bones here's what hurts, i can't figure out hurt me. if i was a card it could it could be it could enchant me even though it has protection from me it's so weird <laughs> Then it would fall off, right? No, no, because because it, it there's nothing that says you can't enchant enchant things that you have protection from. Well, no. If you've got if you've got uh, protection from green, and somehow a green enchantment gets on you. Yeah, but not the other way around. If, if you are green, and the enchantment has protection from green, it could still enchant you. Oh, because the aura has enchantment. Yeah. But then, 
But the enchanted creature also gets protection from just dunks, so... Right. So you can oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yourself. So, hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I clearly didn't think about the ramifications of protection from just dunks... Me neither. ...on a card named Just Dunks. <laughs> <laughs> so so I could have protection from myself. I don't even know what that would entail. Anyway, uh, so, so Brian, what is the... You can't shuffle your library. Um... <laughs> I picked a card named uh, called Bear Cubamander. It's a white and a black for a 2-2 uh, legendary creature bear. All it's got is horsemanship, okay, uh, which is this creature can't be blocked except by creatures with horsemanship. Now, here's why I picked it, because that card doesn't sound all that exciting. The card is a panda bear, black-white, haha, on a yellow rocking horse. Like one of those old ones that you would find in a playground or like uh, uh, the backyard of somebody. It's just this yellow and it's actually straddling the horse sitting upright with its hands on like the little handlebars up by the mane. And it's rocking back like it's about to have a good old time. And the fact that it's got horsemanship just amused me to no end. Like I, I look at it, I, I want to giggle. So uh, I'm not going to because that's a soundbite I don't want out on the Internet. But uh, Tim Sargent made a bear commander. So thank you, Tim. All right. Well, congratulations to our winners. And thanks again to everyone who entered because, like I said, this contest really had overwhelming response. Guys underestimated the power of the cub. I did. I did. Uh, And if you want to go see all of our our bear cub entries, you can find them at facebook.com slash judgecast. You can also like us there. You can also follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash judgecast, and email us at judgecast at gmail.com. I'm giving out all that information because we're going to skip emails this show because it's getting a little bit long. Thanks to John Temple talking so much. Hey, yeah, John. What can I say? John. Dude. Dude, please. That's my gig. Don't be stealing it now. <laughs> uh, do you guys have anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I think I think that's everything, right? I have one thing I want to add. Okay, do it. I want to thank all of the members of my project, Judge of the Week. You guys do a fantastic job. Uh, you make the project happen, and thank you. And thank you, everyone who comes to the site weekly to come visit our stuff. I mean, without you guys, we wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> so thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And remember, if you think somebody should be nominated, nominate them, please. We want more Judges of the Week. We want to feature more people. Please nominate. The end. The end. Well, thank you, John. It's it's a great project, and um, and I remember getting to read Brian Perlman's Two Truths and a Lie, and I legitimately didn't know which one was a lie. I know, I, I know. In the end, it was a pin teller or teller from Penn and Teller sleeping, falling asleep in the backseat of your car. Man, was, they were good, though. Yeah, it also included the picture of the giant pink whale. Oh, yeah, the pink whale. Oh, yeah. <sighs> All right, guys. Well, I guess we'll uh, sign this off. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you, everyone, for entering our contest. And oh, I already thanked you for listening, so double thanks for listening. My name's CJ Trader. I keep it fair. I'm Jess Dunks. I keep it fun. I'm Brian Perlman. I keep it cubtastic. And I'm John Temple, and I keep it featured. (laughs) Featured you. (laughs) I liked Speedy Bear Cub. The fact that it's a bear on a slide and it's in its haste. I did. That one was that was in my short list. Yeah. Actually, Ursine Time Waster is really good. Why is that so? F- I don't get the joke. The it's the bear is wasting your time, and right. so you're going to get opalescence, humility, ice cauldron stuff that you have to explain a whole lot about. And on top of uh, that, it has banding. Oh, I like right. So if, I if like, somebody played this, it would immediately waste the judge's time. <laughs>
Exactly. Uh, like, like you're, you're running a, a, you know, 50, 60 person, you know, GPT or whatever. And, you know, the five commander players are trying to take up most of your time with, with crap like this. I always have. I liked Barry Best Friend. <laughs> okay. Cause it had soul bond. And this is, this is, this is what, this is what made it is like, as long as Barry Best Friend is paired with another creature, both creatures have cute. And the flavor text is his name is Mr. Fuzzles. Harm him at your own peril. Uh, <laughs> Karavek the Merciless. Once you get once you get a uh, magic set editor up and you start making these things, it's so really stop. stop. I mean, load bearing wall, really load bearing wall. <laughs> you know, and I thought it was stupid, but then I read the flavor and I was like, okay, that's pretty good. Actually, the ability <laughs> is pretty good. The ability is is I'm very not... good with it. In fact, that could actually be a card if there weren't a picture of a bear statue on it. So right, that could have, be have... like a real thing. I really like Dancing Bear Cub because of the picture, but I don't understand. Oh, he has persist because he won't stop dancing. I should have read the flavor text. And I think there's a card that creates a Just Dunks token. It's that card. In here? Is it the same card? Yeah, make the one one white uh, judge token. Yeah, it's, it's right? no, Tuck Tuck Bear Cubs. It makes a token of each oh. one of you. Right. Hmm. It's got ninjutsu. <laughs> yeah. <it's> <laughs> <laughs> if ninjutsu was used, put three black one one judge creature tokens, each name Siege Stake. B. Prill and the Dunks onto the battlefield, oh. tapped and attacking. Well, that's unfortunate. See, you know what's wrong with templating, though? That creates three tokens, and each of those tokens has the name Siege <laughs> Stake, B. Prill, and the Dunks. <laughs> I like Bear Cube. I like that his cost is the cube of a Bear Cub's cost. 